Welcome to Football Friday, brought to you by Twin Peaks and Alta Equipment. Ah! It's the Carmen and Yurko Show, live from Twin Peaks and Oak Brook Terrace ah! on ESPN Chicago. Can I kick it? Kick it. The day before Thanksgiving, always one of our favorite shows, when uh, we are wrapping the holiday week out and about on a football Wednesday with Alta Equipment. In Oakbrook Terrace, right on 22nd Street at Twin Peaks, one of our favorite stops. So come by and see us today. You know you're done working. It's holiday time. A week ago at this time, we were freezing our balls off, and now it's uh, 55 degrees. I got shorts. I pulled the Yurko. I'm wearing shorts. You look great, man. I got up into the 60s by me and actually got two, three invitations to go play golf today. Ah, so you're going to... I opted out. No, 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 no. I opted out. Once I put the clubs away after Vegas, the clubs are going to be away until January when I go down to Florida and slap the little white ball around. You know, the hard thing about this time of year, even though it's so nice, like when, we were, when we're done working, you can't even really go anywhere and play because the sun's... Right, it's you gone. Know, the sun's down quick. It's so gone. You can't it's, even... it, at some point, we were working 10 to noon. Yeah, yeah. And then that could still be done. But I once know. we switch 12 to 225, that That's ain't it. happening yeah. no more. I mean, I guarantee you there are a lot of guys uh, getting out, slapping oh, yeah. a little They're white ball around one They're more time. They're at the club time. right now making it happen. I, there's no uh, reason for you not to come by and see us. Uh, grab a cocktail. Grab a man-sized mug of ice-cold beer. Grab some food. Yeah. Yurko already ordered up the pot roast. He told the waitress he was going to slather it all over his chest first. That's right. Well, that's the great Warren Zevon song, Excitable Boy. You know that, right? Is that right? I went down to dinner in my Sunday best. Excitable boy, they all said. And then I rubbed a pot roast all over my chest. I don't get that line. Excitable boy, they all said. Well, he just, well, how about the other one? I went to the 4 a.m. show at the Clark. Excitable boy, blah, blah, blah. I bit the usherous leg in the dark. Mm. He just a tad bit excitable is what it's all about. Sounds good to and me. Then you don't want to know about the other one. I don't. I think I've heard you say Took it. Took little probably, Susie yeah. to the junior prom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't wanna, I did yeah, something yeah. to her and killed yeah. her and then, you know, this took is, her home. This is not a good boy. I'm After 10 you. long years, they let me out of the home. Yeah. Uh, I dug up her grave and built a cage with her bones. I thought you said you were going to say it. No, it's but quite the, point, the, the point is, yeah, he's a lyricist. He was a dark period of time for Warren Zevon. I don't know what's worse. When he wrote Excitable Boy. Pot roast Not only guy. that, Carm, he wouldn't sing that song in concert for like the first Probably a good idea. five, six years he came back after the release of Sentimental Hygiene. It's a little creepy. Yeah. Well, creepy, I hope but you that's, don't, that's why I said it. I hope you don't rub uh, the pot roast on your chest. I hope you just eat it. Yeah, and I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat it with uh, the mashed taters, kid. It's going to be delicious. And talk. it is a football Friday. I yeah, want you to know Yeah, that. we got a lot of football to talk about today. About the, the Bears-Jets game is already shaping up to be an interesting one. The okay. Jets have decided to bench Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was awful, right. uh, objectively awful and he didn't the other want day. To take, he didn't want to take some responsibility for the way he played. I, I wonder if that's more um, why they made this choice. As bad as he was, it's a little surprising. You, you picked him, what, second overall last year? I believe right? you did. I believe you, you did. You picked him second. He's played 20 games, you know, and you're benching. And he was terrible. Don't get me wrong. Like, I went back and watched. Uh, last night I rewatched uh, Jets and uh, Patriots. I told myself I wasn't going to because I watched a fair amount of it Sunday live while it was happening, and it was painful. There were 17 punts in the game. 17! The New York Jets had more punts yep. than completed passes. But I did the dirty deed, and I went back and I rewatched it last night. Done dirt cheap. A couple of things stood out, Yerk. He's awful. Yeah. He's can, and then when you look at the stats... Uh, as I watched that game, I'm like, I think he threw 22 passes. I'm like, he threw two good passes out of 22. Two. His completion percentage was 22%. 
below expectation last week. When I tell you that that is far and away the worst of the week, like there, that was more than double what the next worst quarterback was in Week 11. That's how bad Zach Wilson was. But I, I have to wonder if the benching is more because of what he said in the postgame afterwards and not as much about his poor play because he still has only played 20 games in the NFL and he was their second pick a year ago, for crying out loud. I, I think some of it had to do with his nonchalant, uh, you know, the offense feel like you let the defense on? No. Transpose that um, or compare and contrast that, I guess I should say, against what Justin Will, uh, Justin um, Fields said, where apparently, according to Albert Breer, he stood in front of his team without the cameras around before the media had to ask the question and said, hey, that's on us. Sorry, the defense played well enough for us to win today. So maybe that's why they decided to bench Zach Wilson. I got to say, I'm a, I'm a little surprised. Mike White's your answer. Good luck to you. Well, I, I think that uh, to avoid uh, a mutiny, I think sometimes you've got to do something. You've got to head it off. That could be. You know, Captain Bly, I mean, you've got yourself a, a terrible situation with Robert Salah. If he doesn't listen to some of his players, hey, maybe one of the best things in the world can be for a quarterback is to sit back and get a little humility. Hmm. Uh, sit back and watch for a while. Sit back and maybe take notice. I, I, I mean, that's the only thing. I can t- I, otherwise, Zach Wilson's going to be a bust and he needs a change of address. That's just it. Right. Like if they're, you're benching they're, him already right. because his play. There's like. no other options. If he doesn't get it, <laughs> if he doesn't understand it, if he doesn't become a little more humble, if he doesn't figure out that, hey, yeah. you know, he's a major part of the problem with the New York Jets offensively not getting it done, mm. if he can't get that or he doesn't understand that, then they've got to consider, hey, what are we going to do here? Where are we at here? We're at a crossroads with this guy. Is there anybody that thinks he's salvageable? Is there anybody that likes him? And, yeah, you'd be moving him low. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, yeah. I mean, you're not selling high there. You're selling low. But at some point, you've got to be able to look the rest of your players in the eye and, and tell them, yeah, we're going to hold this guy accountable even though he's a high draft choice. Either he's going to get it or he's not. Either he's going to become better or he's not. And if they're already at the point where, hey, it's not, and he comes back and that, he gets I, himself I, another opportunity and, and he can't get it done, then you, you can't look I, the rest of that locker room in the eye. It's interesting the way you put that. So maybe that's more of what this is because I would be as bad as he's been, and he's, he's been pretty awful, I would be surprised if 20 games in you were already scrapping it. You know, So maybe, like you said, this is a chance to sit back, learn a thing or two, um, learn to stand up, and take account, like have some accountability and, and, and share in the responsibility yeah. when things are going so poorly uh, for your club uh, on offense. Maybe that's why they're doing this. Right. And like you said, Salah didn't want to totally lose his locker room and felt like it was right. a move that had to be made. And, you know, okay, we're just going to do something At least different for now. for now. Right, just for now. And if you wanted to blame his flipping attitude or his uh, the defensive attitude with the questions that were being asked of him, Go, you can go ahead and do that and say, well, it's not necessarily just because of his play. It's also because of this. Maybe he needs to sit back and take a while. But you're at a crossroads with him. That's where you're at. Man. Now, the organization's at a crossroads. The quarterback's at a crossroads. The team's at a crossroads. Now they're trying to figure out what they want. They want to salvage what looks like a playoff position right now. Yeah, they're 6-4. and four. You want to be I able mean, to salvage that. Like, with that offense, they're 6-4 and four yeah. based on the strength of their defense. And uh, you now, the one thing about rewatching that game was, and maybe we'll get it's to this painful, a little bit huh? later. Well, as painful as it was, what they, what they do on defense yeah. right now, and I, I mean, they, they completely you. manhandled the Patriots' offensive line. Now, 
David Andrews got hurt 15 snaps in, left the game, never came back their starting center. Trent Brown only played about 65% of the snaps. He was in and out because he got dinged up. So when you start playing backups, I get it. It's never going to look as pretty. Their front four, and it's not just the game on Sunday if you've been watching the Jets at all. They are manhandling teams at the point of attack. They play with, uh, watching them play reminds me of what Yurko always says about the good, especially interior linemen, with their hands. They play violent with their hands. And I mean violent, Yurk. They are completely manhandling offensive lines right now. Notice when they take on blocks and how they take on blocks. You'll never see a shoulder buried inside of an offensive lineman. No. When you get a shoulder buried inside an offensive lineman, the tendency is to turn and run, and that's never good. They play hands in extended. Yep. And they control the offensive lineman until it's time to discard and, and make a play on the and ball. You're right, and they're violent yeah. with it. They're, I mean, it's it's and, very and impressive. They're, they're not running out. It's not hell bent for election. No. It's not their pants are on fire and they've got to get somewhere. No, it's get in, control them, and then wait and be patient and don't do anything crazy and don't take yourself out of a play. They never blitz. They don't have to. They don't have to. They yeah. never. Blitz. That's an ideal I, I situation mean, just, for a defensive coordinator. And so, you know, we got to get after the Bears' angle of all this and how that affects. And their was it game a punt plan. return that won that game for uh, New England? For, in New England, yeah. it was a punt return. Correct. Special teams, right? In the game and defense for New England, correct? Against defense for the New York Jets and a failed right. and a breakdown on special teams when they yeah. gave up a punt return That's for a it. touchdown in the last couple minutes of the game. And the Bears have lost two they didn't games. Cover that either. Way. I was two on games. the Jets plus three and a half, and that uh, punt return annoyed me. So. The Bears have lost two games with a special teams touchdown, probably being the difference in the game. Yeah. The punt block. Yeah. Yep, right. Yep. And then the kickoff returned by Corduroy. By Cordell Patterson. That's right. Uh, so while they're maybe at a crossroads with their quarterback, the Bears aren't, which is a wonderful thing to say. They know who their quarterback is, and he's been dynamic, and he's been fun to watch, and he's gotten so much better. Uh, now he's got a shoulder injury, though, and I don't know that we're really going to have a clear picture today, tomorrow. The Bears, I guess, are doing more of a light practice today as it's a back-to-work Wednesday. It is a, a weird week. They're going to allow the players, obviously, time tomorrow to be with family a little bit on Thanksgiving. They're going to have to do something at the facility as they still have a game to play on Sunday. Courtney Cronin will give us the breakdown of all that. They're basically just saying, she's going to join us in 20 minutes. They're basically saying that Justin Fields has been cleared to practice, but he's still day-to-day. Uh, but he has been cleared to practice. I don't think it was this dislocated shoulder. Do you? I don't know. How am I, if I don't see a medical report, how do I know it's not a dislocated shoulder? You can dislocate it and it pops right back into place. Yeah. The dilemma is you do it still compromised. And it's still easier to come out again. Once you dislocate a shoulder, it has now created a groove where that shoulder can come out again. Makes it and easier. it's all upon subluxation, subluxation of the arm, Carm. Right, right. So I'm showing you right now. It's on Twitch. That arm goes up and it goes back. That's the point it wants to pop out. So anytime he gets in a vulnerable position. Right. Say something. he landed on his arm yeah, like yeah. this where it was up and he went down. Right out. That's you, all it would say. Do you think he's going to play Sunday? What does your gut tell you? I, I would. Hard to tell right I, now? I would hope in this situation they would try to protect him. I would hope if that dislocation happened. But you're not going to get any honesty or any truth out of these guys. Boy, it sure seems like like three weeks maybe off and then let him finish the season and continue his development would be the best path to follow. Like, I, I think that would be a plan, uh, yeah. an initial plan, plan A, then depending upon how he feels, because you know you've got to strengthen it. That's what you're looking to do now. Right. You're looking to strengthen it. But the labrum just doesn't heal itself. 
You need rest? Is that the only thing that happens? Well, you strengthen the muscles around there, rest. You strengthen the muscles around there. I mean, the, the tear, I guess, will, will, will heal, but, you know, you got to get that suction the back suction there. Back. That I w- suction, that, that, that's what helps the stability. I was listening to Yerk, uh, to Yerk, excuse me. I was listening to, I think I just saw your food come by. That's why. That's, that's his pot roast. He yes, yes. I thought that was yours. Um, I was listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Boy, that looks good. Yesterday, I think they were uh, re- referencing something that uh, Rappaport said on Rich Eisen's podcast that yeah, there we, is. Tom, we, can, we can play that for you if you, you want. Do you have that sound, Mark? Uh, let's, uh, let me give Jake a second to find yeah, it. Yeah, find yeah. Find that. Find that. Cause I, and I heard, well, I heard the tail end of it. I heard Waddle and let's Sylvie play, play let's, it. Why don't we play it next? We're about to break right. anyways. Let's okay. play the next segment. Because it was a little surprising. And he was the one who was originally reporting that there is a dislocation. But... There, uh, he's hearing that he is more on track to play, which I thought was surprising. We'll play it when we come back. Uh, coming up bottom of the hour, we'll talk to Courtney Cronin live at Hallis. We'll get an update there. Fields has been cleared to practice. Uh, doesn't mean he's going to play. Don't know how much he's actually going to be practicing this week, but he has been cleared to practice, and they're saying he is still day-to-day. We'll play you Matt Eberflew sound, and we'll play what Rappaport said on Rich Eisen's podcast yesterday when we come back. We're hanging at Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. Yurko's got his delicious plate of pot roast. Damn, that looks good. We got to get him some silverware, though. I don't know if he wants to eat the whole thing with his fingers. I know he's sort of started. And if you're on Twitch, oh, I will. You see the good kid in all of his glory, uh, scooping up those mashed potatoes with his fingers. You're the best. Uh, it's not too hot. That thing looks like it's piping hot right the, now. The meat is piping hot, but the potatoes the are at a cool nice, cool, uh, like a warm, nice temperature. Warm, yeah. I well, think we might need some old fashions with that too, Yerko. It is a holiday weekend. After I know all. it is. Come by and see us football Wednesday if you want to ring us up and talk about the upcoming matchup and what do you think the Bears should do with Justin Fields? We talked about it a little bit yesterday, and there was a lot of it was kind of like fifty-fifty on the calls. Should the Bears be careful and rest Justin Fields for a few weeks? Do you want him to play this Sunday? 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. ESPN Chicago's Football Friday is brought to you by Alta Equipment and Twin Peaks. Now back to Oak Brook Terrace and the Carmen and Yurko Show on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Crowd, it's building. we got a good crew here. We are live on a football Wednesday because we're going to be off Friday. Long holiday weekend coming up. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Come and see us at Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. We always love being out here. Uh, we are talking lots of bears, lots of football. Today, we'll cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie at 2. we got a bunch of sound that we want to play, though. The, uh, Matt Eberflus did update uh, Justin Fields. Not really. I mean, I say update. It's you know They love to... He's just talking in circles. I mean, there's yeah. really nothing. Yeah, there's a lot of circle talking going on. First, before we get to Eberflus, let's listen to uh, Rappaport yesterday on Rich Eisen's podcast about Justin Fields and his uh, pending availability in Week 12. You know, I would say he's hurt, um, but his status is still TV. I mean, it's a real, you know, it's a real injury. It's something that I think was really painful. Uh, it is a left shoulder injury, so we have seen quarterbacks sustain left shoulder injuries in the past and play. Uh, Baker Mayfield is one, and Trubisky had one a couple years ago. There's been some history of this, so, you know, I would say his status is TBA. The team feels optimistic on him playing, so that at least is a good sign, but you don't really know until you get through a couple days and see how he responds. I would say this, like, you know, he definitely is the most productive of the those young quarterbacks. He's also being extremely well coached. You know, if you look at what Luke gets, the offensive coordinator has done, Around the time of the Patriots game, everything changed. 
started taking some plays from college, started opening everyone's minds, being like, we are going to use all of Justin Fields. And I think the Chicago Bears this year, you know, their record is obviously not very good, but it kind of feels like they are a really, really well-coached team. Uh, and I think he is sort of embodies all of that. So what what is the latest with, uh, again, his evaluation? Uh, I know you're not in the you know, the MRI room or what have you. But uh, if the guy's got a separated shoulder, which is, you know, the the initial word on the street, right, then then why would why is there any consideration? Are they just checking to see if it is separated or not right now? Ian? Well, I think there's there's pain and then there's, you know, how functional can you be? Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's different and he's a little different because he's very physical. You know, like if you told me, uh, well, let's say Tom Brady. Tom Brady is playing with plenty of left shoulder injuries. Um, he can deal with it, and it's not like he's out there running. Justin Fields is going to get hit. And if he's not, then he's not going to be the field that you sort of want out there, right? Like, if he's not going to be the dynamic multi-threat weapon that he's been, then maybe it doesn't make sense to play him. So I think that's what's given for him is he's going to get tackled, and how would he respond to that? So that was Rappaport. The most interesting thing in there was when uh, he, early in that, that exchange, he said the team is optimistic that he's going to be able to play on Sunday. And maybe that's a little surprising to some of us, that uh, this seems like a good opportunity with two games uh, and then your bye. And I know next week is the Packer game, and it is, it is a big deal. I mean, I get it. Like Sylvie's been joking, that's their Super Bowl next week. When you're 3-8, and eight, yeah, you'd like yeah. to beat the Packers in, sure you in, would. in one of those games, especially when the Packers are having such a down year. But it seems like they've reached a point in their schedule where you could give him three weeks and just sort of let him heal a little bit, let his body heal a little bit. Uh, I totally agree with something that Yurko said yesterday, and it's why I do hope he can still get out on the field and play. And I think, if anything, it is trending that way, that this is not a season-ending injury. Right. Yurko said the minute he stops playing this year, the development ends this year. There's yes. only so much you can do in the film room. That's right. He continues... Uh, he needs to continue to get snaps, and I do hope he plays. I hope he can still come back and play. The development would then continue again in March, right. April, May. That's when we'd start all over. You'd look at the films. You'd go over the whole year. Then you'd look at some other stuff like this is where we want you to get to. This is what we're looking for. This is what you'd be able to attain uh, in this off season coming up into uh, training camp. Um, this is where we want you to be. Yeah, I like you know. That. So okay, let's set a goal. Where do you want to be? How much do you want to be able to handle? What you should you be able to recognize and not recognize right. as we start moving forward? I think that's what we need to do. Uh, and the other thing is just the ability for him to throw the ball. Yeah. Well, you know, when a guy's not out of his break and having to trust. I saw Garoppolo throw a ball yesterday where he wasn't out of his break yet. Um, the wide receiver, the receiver slipped. Uh, Jerry Judy slipped. Okay, but the, no Jerry interception. Judy. Not Jerry Judy, Brandon who's Ayuk? the other guy? Ayuk, thank you. I appreciate that. You thank go. you for correcting me. You got it. Brandon Ayuk comes out of the comes into the break, slips on the turf down in Mexico City, is on his way back up, but they, they show you the shot from the end zone, looking over the receiver and the defender, back to the quarterback, to what the quarterback sees. He's not open, but he yeah, anticipates, anticipates when he comes out of his break, he's going to be in front of the defender, and he's going to be coming back to the ball. Mm. He knows he's going to be open enough for him to get the football. That's the play yeah. that Justin Fields has to have confidence in throwing. He's back there. He sees the same thing. He won't throw that ball. Mm. And, I, it, and when I saw it happen, I go, that's the best way to explain mm. what Justin Fields is not doing back there. 
and what other quarterbacks do do. And I just say other quarterback. It happened to be Jimmy Garoppolo at that point. But it's a perfect scenario. And if you wanted to go back to that game and look at it, it is. Judy comes out. Not Judy. Ayuk comes out of the break. Ayuk slips. He's down. It's an incomplete pass. The defender does get a hand on the ball. It's incomplete. But you can see what Garoppolo sees, and he sees a defender behind the receiver. The receiver's going to stop and come back to the ball. That is an open wide receiver in the NFL. Right. That's a play that your good quarterbacks will throw, and right now Justin Fields is hesitant to throw that ball. That's where his improvement's going to come. Right, and maybe he just needs more repetition, and that's why I do want the development to continue this year. You know, we were talking yesterday about Albert Breer's note uh, on how Fields stood up in front of the locker room and was accepting accountability for the loss the other day, which is great. Another thing that Breer wrote in his mailbag last week that – And he even wrote, I found this interesting. And when I read it, I did too. He was writing about Justin Fields. Somebody had asked the question again about last year's draft class. And Breer's take was similar to ours. He said not everybody's going to agree with this. But he said, uh, in his opinion, and Albert Breer's pretty plugged in in the NFL, he said uh, if they were speaking honestly, all 32 teams, if you ask them off the record, you know, do the redraft, they'd still take Trevor Lawrence number one. But he was writing yeah. about how much Justin Fields has ascended and how right. Justin Fields would unquestionably be number two at this point. All the things that he's done well, all the things that evaluators liked about him coming into the league. He's tough. He's physical. He's just he's such a, 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 a he's got so much God given athletic ability. But Breer wrote that the one thing that Fields needs more of are just pass attempts. And he wrote this. If you go back and look at, and he used, he used Lawrence and he used Mahomes as examples. If you look at their, those two players, Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence, their senior years in high school and their college years, okay, compared to Justin Fields' senior year of high school and his college years, they had, each of them, had 1,200 more pass attempts than Justin Fields did. 1,200, Yerk. I was like... And he even wrote, he goes, that stat surprised me. And I was like, damn, yeah. that surprises me too. And he said they were those two quarterbacks, and a lot of it could have had to do with the systems they were in. Certainly the, the college system Mahomes was in were naturally throwing the ball more. And he was making the point that Fields just still needs more pass attempts, and there's more room for growth for Justin Fields. Right, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, there's more room for growth. Um, but that, a lot of that growth is inside his own head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's here, mental. It's mental growth that he needs that. But he's got an arm. Well, no question. He's got a he's no got question. a cannon yeah. for an arm. He can throw the ball. He can make all the throws, Carm. Yeah, he can do it. There's only one guy stopping him from throwing the ball. Yeah, it's not Lugetsi. Right. The guy stopping him from throwing the ball is Justin Fields, and that's the hurdle he's got to overcome. All right, here. Let's listen to Eberflus here real quick. Uh, let's play the first one, guys. Um, uh, actually, hold on. Let me look. I'm looking at the list Jake just sent. Here, let's play number three, guys. What's the – oh, this is five seconds. I love it. What's the official injury? This is the best. Five seconds. What's the official injury to uh, – what's the official injury designation to Justin Fields? Listen to Matty Refuse. Yeah, I'm not going to talk specifics. Uh, but, again, he was cleared. He was cleared in a limited fashion today. So They're not going to talk specifics. Uh, here, let's play Refuse one. What is he looking for from Fields today? Yeah, just how he's feeling. You know, what the medical staff is saying uh, to him and to us um, every single day, and obviously we got to put that out every day, and then uh, how he's feeling. You know, how he's feeling when he's moving, when he's throwing, um, and when he's just going about his business of operating as a quarterback. 
So that's going to be part of the evaluation over the next couple of days when they practice ahead of Sunday's game. And finally, concerns on risking further injury with Fields. That's a good question. Let's listen to the head coach. Yes and no. I mean, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. I mean, we'll see tomorrow we'll be more of a fast, faster pace. Uh, we'll see when he's moving full speed um, you know, during that time, um, during the drill work and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll be able to tell. Yes and no. That's a hell of an answer. Yeah. So the, the next important question that needs to be asked, simple. Will he be wearing a harness? Mm, I wonder if that was asked. Will we have something that's going to inhibit the movement of that shoulder? You've got to ask Courtney if that was asked. That's Good it. Question. I, I mean, that, that, that would be the key question in that situation. It was, shoulder and we will get that here in a sec. Oh, right. It was asked, Jake. Thanks. Thank yeah, you. let's listen to that, too. Um, we'll talk more about it with Courtney, too, coming up next. She's going to give us an update from Hallis. 312-332-3776. Ring us up. Come by and see us if you're in the area. We're in Oakbrook Terrace. Twin Peaks Football Friday with Alta Equipment. We'll be right back. Carmen and Yurko are live at Twin Peaks and Oakbrook Terrace. Eating all that food and talking about all that football. This is Football Friday, the Wednesday edition on ESPN Chicago. You know, I'm not going to talk about that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I, I would suspect that uh, if I were to answer that, you know, I don't want to get into all that. Harness or not harness. <laughs> He's a skilled, crafty vet when it comes to He's only been a head coach for not even a full year, but he knows, boy, does he play the game like uh, like Belichick and some of the other coaches around the NFL. So you're not going to get anything out of him in terms of injury. Okay, let's see if Courtney Cronin knows a little bit more. She joins us every week. She is at Courtney R. Cronin on Twitter. Make sure you follow her. Read her great stuff at ESPN.com. And she joins Carmen and Yurko. We are live out and about for a football Wednesday as we're uh, wrapping the holiday week. Come by and see us kick off uh, Hell Wednesday in style. We're here at Twin Peaks in Oak Brook Terrace. Courtney, uh, pretty much what you expected from the head coach today. Um, you guys didn't learn much, did you? No. Uh, but first, before we even get into that, I need to ask you guys, because I'm dealing with a huge dilemma because this is my first Thanksgiving home in, in a long time. Um, I was just informed that the takeout, the carryout that my mother's picking up from an establishment in Glenview does not include macaroni and cheese. Am I wrong for being outraged at the moment and just wanting to quit the rest of this day? Uh, No. I mean, I don't know how mac and cheese isn't uh, part of anybody's feast, especially if you're... I'm going to disqualify myself from the uh, conversation that I've never had mac and cheese at Thanksgiving dinner, so I'm out. You guys okay. talk amongst okay. yourselves. So, so this is nor- is this normal like Illinois behavior? Like, did I miss something all my years being gone? No, I don't think so. It's a little surprising because uh, I, I feel like for a kind of holiday dinner that it would be one of the staples that a, a restaurant would offer. You're going to have to make your own. Apparently, I'm going to get off air tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., have to yeah. come up here and talk to Luke Getze, and in between then make three pounds of mac and cheese. Like, I wish Basically. I just would have made the whole dinner myself at this rate. <laughs> Basically, you're going to have to make your own. Here's the best advice I'll give you. Use cavatappi as a, as a noodle. It's uh, got the twist, okay. and it's got the ridges, and it holds the cheese sauce real well, and all the melty, gooey goodness. So use, uh, use cavatappi. Yeah, none of that elbow macaroni, you know? Yeah, yeah, none yeah it just slides right off. That's yeah. the best you advice that. that we can give you, Courtney, all right? Okay. Well, no, I appreciate that because I've just kind of been dealing with that little news, dr- news dump that I had a couple minutes ago. But to, your, to the more important thing uh, with Justin Fields, and we just saw him on the practice field. They're doing a walkthrough today. You know, Matt Eberflus is, is still going about this competitive advantage thing. He doesn't want the Jets to know 
anything ahead of time, whether Justin Fields is going to play, whether he's not going to play. He has been cleared to practice, though. So that's a step in the right direction if you think the right direction for him is, is actually getting back onto the field. So I, um, I heard the sound there as I was coming in. That was my, my question to him on will he have to wear a harness. Yeah. You're not going to get any sort of details from Matt Eberflus on things like that. But what we know right now is that Justin Fields is still being classified as day-to-day. Matt Eberflus would not tell us the extent of the injury. What, what I told the guys on Waddle and Silva yesterday is that I've been told it's not a dislocation. And, and seeing him out there today proves to me it's not a dislocation. You could see him a couple times during the, the reverse lunges they were doing in their little layup lines stretching. He was able to move both arms over his head, not in a really rapid manner, but that's not really what the drills, uh, the stretch is for anyways. But nonetheless, they're going to try to take this thing down to the wire, I would imagine, because if at this point on Wednesday, which is a walkthrough, it's not normally a walkthrough ever on a Wednesday, I think this is their way of having to get around actually listing him as limited versus the estimation that he's going to be limited in practice today. That's interesting. So maybe that's why they've uh, made some sort of calculated decision here. It's funny, a 3-8 and eight team going to such great lengths to make sure that the New York Jets don't know, yeah, don't know who, who their starters are. But I do suppose the, the game plan, the pre- I don't know how much the prep for the, the Jets changes. Maybe a little, depending on the quarterback they're going to face, but I, I also think the Jets are so good. Not, some, not a little. A lot. A I lot. Mean, Simeon can run, though. No. Yeah, but he can't run like no, Justin nobody Fields. Runs He's like not Justin breaking Fields. a 67 or a 61 no. yarder for a touchdown. Nobody runs me? like Fields. But basically, all it would be is do we spy or don't we spy? With Simeon, mm-hmm. they're not going to spy. That's it. That's the difference. Yeah. There's no, nobody sitting there, a fifth guy, where they have to commit to stopping Justin Fields. Uh, what's tomorrow's practice? Is it a little bit more back to normal, even though it's the holiday and they want guys to be around family a little bit? Are they going to have to have some sort of designation tomorrow, do you think, Courtney? They'll, they'll have a designation tomorrow. Tomorrow will be an actual practice. It's okay. going to be shorter. Friday is when they say they're going to go back to normal and it'll be a full, you know, full strength sort of practice. But that also probably eliminates them going in pads this week because you typically don't put pads on on a Friday. Mm. And granted, at this point of the year, it's week 12. I don't think they necessarily need to do that because they're trying to preserve the health not only of their quarterback but of you know several other guys. They had a pretty lengthy injury report last week. So I would imagine that they're going to taper back regardless. They're going to have to do the bare minimum to be able to call it a practice, a classified practice and not a walkthrough. But, um, but, yeah, the schedule change was interesting today, and we will hear from Justin Fields at 125, so we'll get a chance to not have to talk in the hypotheticals if he were to practice because, you know, they're, they're doing the walkthrough right now. But I am curious about how he got cleared because what did the medical tests, like medical staff, what are those tests look like that they put you through to clear you? Are they manipulating your shoulder? Do you have to do throwing exercises, even though it's with your non-throwing shoulder? Like, how how does one get cleared? And, you know, I will be asking him, are you going to have to wear a harness? Because I've seen AC joint injuries before and other shoulder injuries where that's the only way. And typically these happen with running backs. Um, I know Josh Allen had to wear something similar a couple of years ago. So I don't know how comfortable something like that would be just to be able to keep it in place. But I would imagine he will have to have some sort of apparatus to make sure that he's not injuring himself just straight up by the movements that he's making out there. Fields meeting the media today, designated uh, as at least a cleared-to-practice player for the week. Maybe they are just playing games with the Jets, and they know full well, but this seems like he's trending to play on Sunday, doesn't it? 
Well, I mean, if you're taking, if you believe what they say and taking it at more than just face value, then yes. But I also think that this team is self-aware enough to know, even though they are playing games with the, you know, designation and the gamesmanship, even Matt Eberflus, like was, you know, was asked about it today. And he said that, you know, it does, you know, play, it gives them an advantage not letting their opponent know who to game plan for. Because as Yerk was saying, like, yeah, do you have to spy him? You're, if it's Trevor Simeon, that's a giant no. Yeah. Um, but I think they have to weigh it because there's the long-term – you don't want to make this thing worse than it is. Like, there's long-term ramifications at play here. We asked Eberflus about it on Monday. You ask him again today. And I think his message is sort of the same when he's talking about how – you know, if a player goes out there, um, he can't he can't be in position to harm himself. So they've got to err on the side of caution. They're not going to try to put somebody out there that they don't feel good about, that he doesn't feel good about. But I think with someone like Justin Fields, you have to step in a little bit more forcefully than you would other players because he's a tough guy. He wants to play through things. He's willing to do that. And at some point, you've got to protect the player from himself. And I think that that was kind of a read-between-the-line sort of moment from Matt Eberflus earlier today where he may be medically cleared to practice. And I mean, to play is a completely different thing, but you know, how is this any different than a Tevin Jenkins situation last week? Right. I know different players, different body parts, but Jenkins was medically cleared to practice on Friday in full and medically cleared to play. He was active. He doesn't see the field. So he felt he was only capable according to Matt Eberflus to be in a backup role if needed would they potentially do the same with Justin Fields? Like, I I just don't understand how the two aren't, you know, just how they treated those two injuries very differently in except the designation. If Fields were to play, like he would play versus how Tevin, I don't know. It was so confusing to me. I've never heard anything like that. And I'm still confused by it, but you know, it just, it just feels like it might be a little short sighted to have him out there considering this is your future. You need. You have a bye week in two weeks. You're three and eight right now. You have to think about the long term ramifications of this thing and what happens if he gets hurt again. Because you know defenders are going to be looking at that shoulder, and that's where they're targeting. Well, didn't Tevin, Tevin Jenkins clear himself and then told yeah. the world that he couldn't play and he was <laughs> just available for backup duty? I was going to ask yeah. you. Has yeah, Tevin but I mean, Jenkins like that's, released that's, the like statement yet? You shouldn't be active if that's the case. Like if I you are, if you're. If they leave it in the hands of the player at that right. point, he's not able to play, and he says that, then, then you go ahead and make him inactive and you give that roster spot to somebody right. else. That's, like, I just don't understand. It feels like we're, we're talking two different things here when it should be uniform in terms of their injury policy and who gets the game day activation. Like, I just, I'm still baffled by the way that the Jenkins thing went down last week right. where I'm healthy enough to play, but I'm going to be a backup because I'm not really 100% healthy. So, like, what percentage of healthy does Justin Fields need to be to be more than just in that same case of a Tevin Jenkins, a backup? But that's, I'm, well, I'm still, it goes dilemma. over my head. I don't understand yeah, it. The dilemma on this team is just that. You know, why, why is it that Tevin Jenkins can decide what he's going to do and how he's going to do it when he's going to do it? And I think that's part of the Tevin Jenkins problem that has kind of reared its ugly head for as great of a player that he's been this year. And when he's been on the field, he's been pretty damn yeah, good. Complain. But the problem is that when you've got somebody that's temperamental like that, is the juice worth the squeeze? And when eventually is it no longer worth the squeeze and it becomes more a pain in the rumpus than it does him being an effective football player out there? I guess the only great thing is that you've seen some good football on tape. Yeah. And if you wanted to move him in the offseason because he's a pain in the rumpus, you know, 
uh, mentally because he doesn't want to play sometimes, that might be a way to go ahead and, and relieve yourself of what might be a headache in the future. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. And I think that that's something that you have to consider. Um, I just, it, I'm, I'm still blown away by the way that that was handled last week, where if, he, if you're healthy enough to play and you're a starter, you play. You're not a, you don't relegate yourself to a backup role. That doesn't happen in the, in the NFL. I don't know if other sports, if that happens, it doesn't happen here. So in the way that Matt Eberflus, he gently handled it during the postgame press conference in Atlanta when he talked about it, um, it just it almost felt kind of telling the way that he described oh, it, yeah. putting the onus on the player that he was cleared, he was able to play, but he said he was only capable of doing X, Y, Z. Yep. Like, that's, that, that, that was, to me was kind of telling. That was pretty calculated by Matt Eberflus, I think. For a guy 100%. that doesn't like to – right, Courtney? A guy that doesn't yes. like to say a whole heck of a lot, I think that's the coach – but, but, hey, I'm, we're not going to protect you now. So uh, that 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 was all, that was very telling. I think you're right on about that. Um, all right, anything else we should know, Courtney? Yeah, apparently Lucas Patrick's done for the year, oh, yeah. uh, and we weren't going to yep. find out about that, which is you know one of those like <laughs> Matty Berflus made it sound like oh slip my mind, guys. He's supposed ah, to be coming ah. eligible to come off IR this week, By the which way. he was. Um, and he apparently had toe surgery a couple weeks ago. Not this oh, week, wow. not today. A couple weeks it. ago he had toe surgery. So, yeah, by the way, he's done for the year, in case anybody cared or wondered, uh, which is interesting just because of the way that this team has handled injuries. Iberflus told us back in training camp that if anything was more than day-to-day, like if it was going to be a long-term thing, they would let us know. And, yes, mistakes do happen, uh, but that one felt a little strange that – when we're asking, hey, is this guy going to be, is his 21-day window going to be activated soon? Oh, by the way, he, he's done for the year. Toe surgery slipped my mind. Forgot to tell you guys. Sorry, guys. Good luck with the uh, macaroni and cheese, and have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next Thank week. Thank you, guys. Take care. See you, Courtney. There's Courtney Cronin. She'll be all over Bears the rest of the weekend in the, at the game in the Meadowlands. How about a radiator? radiator? Radiator pasta. Oh, would yeah, you, yeah, would you, you do that, that? Yeah. I mean, that's got a lot of nooks yeah, and crannies. You want something also. that's got the exact, that holds the, the cheese yeah, sauce. Yeah. Well. yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, Luca, what a disastrous uh, year for poor Lucas Patrick. Yeah. I mean, it just it never fired. I mean, basically hurt the whole time, but with the hand and the they toe. Asked, well, they asked him to play guard, and he can't play guard. Yeah, not good. When they did get a chance to play him at center, I think for about 15 plays, he looked good at center, and then he got hurt. It was rough. Yeah. Rough, rough, rough year. Wipe this one out, I guess. You know, throw it in the garbage and well, whether you come like back it or next not. year. Whether you yeah. like it or not, that's what you have to do. I know, do. absolutely. All right, uh, 312-332 ESPN. Let's take some Bears calls. We've got more sound to play. We're talking Bears-Jets. I uh, want to play Robert Sala talking about their decision to bench, uh, bench Zach Wilson, which as bad as he's been seems a little surprising, but it could have more to do with this postgame press conference uh, when they lost to New England last week. It's Carmen and York. We're live at Twin Peaks Oakbrook Terrace with Alta Equipment on a football Wednesday. Come by and see us on ESPN 1000. Carmen, Yurko, Football Friday on Wednesday. Twin Peaks and Oakbrook Terrace. This is Football Friday on Wednesday on ESPN Chicago. Oh, man, we got a good crowd uh, brewing here, a good kid. I'll tell you that much. We're live at Oakbrook Terrace with all the equipment on a football Friday. Take us through, Carm. How, how, give us a, a we got uh, We got Windy City Gabe. We got Big Len and Carl here. We got Mike Jimenez, Hollywood Mike. Jimenez walks in like 
Jimmy G. You I know? told you like that. He, he's like yeah. the most handsome guy in the room. He I can, thought he had put a 10 jersey on him. I a, thought one time I looked up in the Gloman, I thought I saw Jimmy G. He literally comes walking in. I'm like, look, Garoppolo's here. Like, dude, uh, put the Twitch camera on, Mike. I'm like, Let's embarrass him a little bit. He's the most handsome guy in the room. He comes walking guy. in. He's all How am I going to put the Twitch camera he's on? He's all what dressed to the nines. Am I a miracle worker? I could just turn the camera on? Come up between the two of you Mike, come here real quick. Uh, Danny from Schaumburg's here. I finally, I, I had owed Danny from Schaumburg a bottle of Booker since the summer because I lost an NBA bet to him. I finally Mikey's, paid that off. Mikey's coming no, up. No more, no more betting bottles of Booker's either. I'm done. I love Booker's. I'm done hunting Mikey, down Booker's. Mikey, over here. Mikey, come here. Look at, take a up look. Up here Randy. between us right now. He looks like Jimmy G walking. Only he's taller. I think he's taller than Jimmy uh, G. I don't know. I stood next to Jimmy look, G. Look how handsome. If he wore for Hollywood, <laughs> Halloween, if he wore the 10 San Francisco jersey, I think he'd be fine. You, could just, you should do that in one year. And go walk in. Well, yeah, he's a fighter. Good, His though. nose is a little messed up. You he look was a, good, though. You look Mikey, tough for Mikey the Mikey was a pro boxer. Yeah. Mikey was a pro boxer. He said so the wife likes it. His, no, his nose is a little messed up. That's true. The he's, wife's digging daddy's chili. Yeah, That's uh, what's and nobody and, asked you to come up here. Nobody, you the, can't follow Mike. The most Mike. handsome man in the world. You? Look at you. Look Go how drink handsome your you are. Danny and Schomburg. Get So out that's here. the scene, Merck. We got a good crowd brewing. We brought, uh, we brought a handsome man up, and then we brought Danny from Schomburg. He just somehow weaseled his way in. How many punches would it take Mikey Jimenez to knock me out? To knock you out? Yeah. A half a punch. Take him nothing. Take a half a punch to knock us all out. All he'd do is cough, and you'd be down on the ground. <laughs> you'd be done. Oh, we got Merck, some callers we, here, Carm. Yeah, go ahead, Merck. Let's oh, get a few in, then we'll do some more after 1 o'clock. Let's, uh, we got Roy in Minneapolis. What up, time. Roy? What's going on, what's up, Roy? Hey, boys. First and foremost, happy Thanksgiving to you all. Uh, thank you, you for uh, providing some great entertainment on a weekly basis. Um, anyway, uh, what I want to chime in on is I, I know this is very meatheadish, but if I – if Justin says he's ready, he thinks he's ready, um, I, I think you play him. And I, I'll tell you why. I, I think the, um, the biggest thing is the reps. Yurko, you kind of mentioned that. This, you know, if you want to master or perfect something, I'm a teacher, and I, I always tell my students, you've got to do it 10,000 times in order to master or perfect something. And I think you give them more opportunities to be back there, see the reads, make the plays, um, you know, just get more passing yards, and I, I think you do that. I actually kind of like the way the Bears and Eberflus is playing this. You know, very coy for a three and eighteen, but I, I think I think you just you, you trust your quarterback. You say, hey, if you're ready, we'll, we'll put you out there. And um, you know, obviously the team they trust him. They they view him as a leader. And you know, if he's ready to go, then I'm going to be looking forward to playing, uh, yeah, seeing him I, play. If he's if he's not ready to go, then you know play Simeon. You know that that's fine. I I just think you you give you give your quarterback that you know that um you know, benefit of the doubt because he's proven his toughness and his leadership on this team. Yeah, Roy. I thanks for the call, Roy. I don't think you're being meatheadish by saying it at all. Now, would I be? You know, if it were me in Justin Fields, and I'm looking at my schedule, would I be a little bit more? Uh, would I lean towards being a little bit more cautious and say, hey, we can give him three weeks off? Maybe. But I don't think you're being meatheadish by saying if a, if a player is cleared to play and he wants to play, he, he should, should go play. play. Yeah. Well, we sort of have always lived by the rule when it comes to pro sports. Like, if you're physically able, you should play. And I remember mean, what I, I told you. It's the three hours on Sunday. That's what you do all the work for. Yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't bust my ass all week just to be able to work all week and then come the, the glory time, the time where you get to go out there and you get to do it for real on Sunday, you all of a sudden throw it in the garbage like it's nothing. Right. And as, as much as he's probably hurting, and I'm sure that injury is painful, if it was never dislocated, if he doesn't have to wear a harness, if, as Courtney was saying, yes, they're only doing a walkthrough and they're doing light stretching, but his arms appear to have full range of motion, if, if he's just, then, okay, then okay. If you're telling me, like, 
No, look, Justin got his shoulder banged up, and, and he's going to be in pain, and his body's hurting. They're, all their bodies are hurting. It's week 12 in the NFL, for crying out loud. And because, They're all in pain. If yeah. you're going to tell me like he's physically able, okay, and go play. And because they won't divulge any information at all, what happens is if he goes into this game and he gets hurt, yeah. and he's really hurt, yeah. Now you ask yourself who knew what, when, where, why, and how, and how come we didn't get all the information, and why did you put him at risk? So that's, that's what happens. I mean, anybody can get hurt in any NFL game. Anytime. But if something's compromised and you play them and then it gets worse, now you ask, well, who knew what, when, where, why, and how, and how come he was put at risk? Uh, sit tight if you're on the phones. We'll grab a bunch of your calls coming up. Uh, we are guest-free the rest of the way. We're going to cross-talk with Waddle and Sylvie in an hour. We might we might get a few minutes, actually, I say guest-free. Todd Furman may give us a few. He's taping his podcast. He's traveling for the Thanksgiving holiday, so his schedule's a little um, uh, sort of jumbled up. and Discombobulated. Mixed up. Discombobulated this week, too. Yeah. He said he might have five or ten minutes that he can give us. If He's he does, to McCarran Airport himself. Yes. It's not McCarran anymore. They renamed it. Yeah, they did. Uh, they named it for Harry Reid, I believe. I, I they? believe they did. Even um, though the signs still say McCarran, and there's one that says Harry Reid. <laughs> oh, is that right? But the signs still say McCarran. I was, still, I was <laughs> we there. We can call it both, York. Yeah. Um, so Todd might join us. We'll see. Otherwise, we're guest-free up until one when we cross-talk. So we want to hear from Bears fans. And we want to continue to talk about what do you think the Bears should do. A little bit more deep dive into some of the numbers and some of the defensive things that the Bears are going to have to go up against uh, this week against the Jets. I did rewatch the Patriots-Jets game, which was painful. But that Jets defense has some teeth right now, man. And it is very very impressive, and I'll throw a few things at Yurko as he tries to break it down for us. We should do your keys today. It's Wednesday. We're not here. On oh yeah, you know I'm it's, prepared for keys. I know all you the are. Time. It's Carmen and Yurko. We're back in two minutes.